Is this thing on? KRNU Studios. Paul Noble is running across Iowa. Okay, how you feeling? Good. It'd be bad if I wasn't feeling good. We're only 15 miles in. Yes, you heard Paul correctly. Only 15 miles in. He's saying that because at this point on his run, he has just over 264 miles to go. And four days to do it. Welcome to 93 Counties, a podcast about Nebraska and the people that call it home. I'm Remy Vockel. Today on the show, why one college kid decided to spend his spring break running across an entire state. We'll be hearing from Paul, of course, but we'll also be talking to his parents in his hometown of Grand Island, located in Hall County. Paul is no stranger to discipline. An athlete all his life, he swam competitively in high school. He said it helped him transition when he started running in late 2019. Our swim coach would have us do like, uh, one, I remember one of the practices was like 15,000 meters. So, which is like nine miles of swimming. So when I got done with uh, swimming, I was like, I always thought, well, if I could swim nine miles, I think I could run somewhere around that distance. So um, I guess like the mileage never really scared me because I was like, oh, I swam that. I think I could run that. Paul is 21, studying digital media production at the University of Northern Iowa. As he kept training, he worked his way up, competing in a half marathon, a 50K, and an Ironman. Well, an Ironman he put on himself. I did, yeah. So I just did it here in Grand Island because um, everything was getting canceled with uh, the pandemic. So hmm. we just went out and swam in a, a friend's lake and then biked all around Grand Island and then ran out to Donovan and back. After that, he decided to focus solely on running, finding an interest in ultra marathons. Anything above a typical marathon could be considered an ultra marathon, but Paul said the designation typically applies around the 50K mark. The community of ultra marathoners is part of what draws him to the sport. You meet a lot of new people, and um, it's definitely like a pretty like tight community. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've just met like tons of people across the country from when I would races and I'm still friends with them. This spring, Paul decided to take his love for running one step further. He attempted to break the record of the fastest known time, or FKT, running across the state of Iowa. Taylor Ross, the previous record holder, ran across the state in four days, 15 hours, 32 minutes, and 15 seconds. So not only would Paul have to run over 200 miles, he would have to do it fast. Really fast. I spoke to Paul's parents a few days before his race. What are your guys' emotions going into this? Again, I think anything can happen, but if anybody can do it, Paul can, because he's so driven. That's Paul's mom, Tracy. Um, I think it's going to be hard to... I know we have to try to keep him eating and keep him drinking. And sometimes, you know, he has some rough patches along the way. I I guess I'm most concerned about his safety on the highway. And, you know, I'm kind of glad that we're going to be there to help promote that. But um, 
again, I, I honestly think he can do it. I wanted to know what Paul was like as a kid and what drove him to set such lofty goals. What kind of a person decides to do this in their free time? Always been a really energetic kid, always had a lot of energy, probably more than we knew what to do with sometimes. Um, but as far as raising him, I think he he always was doing something out of the ordinary, like maybe setting a hockey competition in the cul-de-sac or a ping pong bracket downstairs, or there was always sort of some sort of competitive edge to him. Paul's parents would be playing a vital role as a part of his support team during his race. Tracy worked on collecting any food and supplies he would need along the way. His dad, Tom, helped him map out places to rest and towns to stop in along the route. The hope is to start by 5 a.m. each day approximately and maybe be done around 10 o'clock at night. Um, and so, yeah, he's, you know, he'll, he'll pretty much uh, go to the hotel that we've reserved and and sleep as much as possible and eat and, uh, and then get up and do it again. Even with thorough preparation, Tom and Tracy said they knew anything could happen during Paul's run. Weather could, could change things. You know, he could get injured and it could just all come to an end. And, or he could just, you know, um, maybe not, not be able to keep the pace that he wants to keep. Or, you know, there's just a lot of things that, that could happen. Uh, so we're, we're very hopeful, um, but we're excited for him. Paul's parents said one thing they weren't concerned about was his discipline in training for the race. Paul wasn't worried about it either. I mean, I'm pretty disciplined with my running, so I don't feel like that was, that was a problem. He said he used his past experiences from other ultramarathons in the training process. But I definitely learned a lot um, just by doing other races before. So I've, had, I've done a handful of other ultra marathons and I each time I do one I take something away from it um like the first one I ever did I just started breaking down crying at mile 60 and then as you as you move on you, you start to kind of figure how to deal with things and how to how to figure things out did you ever foresee yourself doing something like this big on this grand a scale I mean I would say like um like right out of high school, I probably wouldn't have ever thought I would do it. But once I really, once I started getting into the ultras, like, um, it was like stuff like this has definitely been on my mind. I just like to just kind of just go big for it. The plan. Paul would run around 70 miles a day for four days. He would follow Highway 92, crossing the state from east to west. His parents and girlfriend would follow in the car or on their bikes. Um, but now we're shooting for about every hour stopping and, and those stops would kind of vary. Sometimes they'd just be quick. Sometimes I'd sit down for a little bit and, um, and eat. Paul said he felt excited more than anything when he started running on Sunday, March 13th. I mean, I'd say like day one, I, it was just like, I was just pumped. Like I was like, I'm out here, I'm running across Iowa. He started at the Illinois border at 5 a.m. and ended the day in Sigourney, Iowa. He slept about four hours that first night. So it was, the sleep got worse and worse as it went on. Wow. So but how many hours in total did you sleep in like three days? I think around eight to nine. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> he started running around 5 a.m. on day two, 
running at a slower pace than day one. The previous Iowa FKT record holder, Taylor Ross, ran with Paul and paced him for around nine hours. Paul said Ross was a game changer on day two. And then day two, I woke up like super tired. But um, having that Taylor, Taylor Ross, the current record holder come, he really got me through the day. Paul finished his run on day two in about 18 hours. Stopping in Ackworth, he was exhausted. Day three was when he started to feel the pressure. His pace slowed, and he said that he had trouble finding his rhythm. Or right, let's say the morning of day three, you've already ran 140 miles. And at that time, that was farther than I had ever gone. And then I still had to do another 140. So I'd say like the greatest challenge was probably not to look ahead and just focus that one mile at a time. Because if you look at the big picture, it's just like super overwhelming. Again, it was his support system that kept him going. Around 25 people joined Paul throughout his race. He was joined by friends, cousins, the Iowa Western cross-country team, and his 84-year-old grandpa. At one point, a friend set up a drum kit to cheer Paul on. Like, my parents and my girlfriend, like, they were driving three, four miles at a time across the whole state of Iowa. And there were, like, tons of my cousins that came out because they were all from Des Moines. Um, like, my cousin Nicholas came out, and he was, like, Facebook Live in it for three hours behind me, firing me up. So it was, like, um, it was all stuff like that that, like, helped me get through. On day four, he woke up a bit after seven and began the last leg of his run. It was around the town of Griswold where he hit a wall. Towards the end of day four, I was really starting to feel like super anxious. I wanted it to be done so bad. Even though he could practically see the finish line, he said there were times the run felt like it would never end. Like when I got like 17 miles left, I was like, my parents were like, you're almost there. And I was like, I'm going to be out here for four more hours. That's like <laughs> me. That's like me driving to Des Moines from Grand Island. But finally, after getting over a hill in the freezing cold, he was in the home stretch. And after three days, 22 hours, 49 minutes, and 22 seconds, Paul reached the sign welcoming him to Nebraska. He had beaten the previous fastest known time by more than 16 hours. Paul said he couldn't have done it without the support of those around him. So I, um, I think what a lot of people don't know about these FKTs is like, I get all the credit because I ran it, but in reality it was like, it was a huge team effort. I asked Paul what it was like to spend his spring break running 279 miles when most college students wouldn't give up their break to do anything of the sort. It's a little bit weird, um, but it's like what I'm used to. Like, I personally don't drink or party, Mm -hmm. so it's not, um, so I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything, I guess, but it was weird. I was like, dang, I'm out here while everyone else is like kicking it at the beach, but um, it was fun. What's next for you after this? Yeah, so I'm going to do, I got like some races. My next big one is like Bigfoot 200, which is like in the mountains of like uh, Washington State. 
and the cascades. So that's, that's what's next uh, for now, but mostly just rest and a little bit of a mental break from running. Paul's greatest takeaway from this ultra marathon, a lot of people could do what he did if they put their mind to it. I would say like, I think a lot of people think this is like, like a, like a superhuman feat, but I don't really think it is. I think a lot of people could do what I do if they wanted to, if they wanted to put in the time and the effort for it. You don't have to be like, I was never like the best athlete in high school or um, I didn't even run in high school. So, and I remember middle school track, I was always the one coming in at the end of the 800. So um, yeah, I'd say if you want to do something and you, you, can, you can get pretty good at it if you just want to put the time into it. This episode was hosted, reported, and produced by me, Remy Vockel, in collaboration with the Nebraska News Service and 90.3 KRNU. 93 Counties is a KRNU Studios production from the College of Journalism and Mass Communications at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for listening.